Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. In case you didn't already know, our team is thrilled to be able to broadcast this weekend's ITA Division I Women's National Indoor Championships in Seattle. We'll have coverage from first ball to last as 16 of the top Division I women's tennis teams in the country do battle for the right to be named the National Indoor Champion and as part of of our preview of this weekend's action. What I will attempt to do on this show over the next few days is speak with each of the head coaches of the 16 teams that will be competing in Seattle. I'll ask each of them to help recap their ITA kickoff weekends, talk about the strengths in each of their respective rosters. I'm also curious to hear what are they most looking forward to learning about their team throughout the course of the action in Seattle. And then wanted to ask each of these coaches about some big picture things. Certainly the announcement of NCAA individuals moving to the fall. I was fascinated to hear what all these coaches thought about that. I also wanted to know what each of these coaches think of the broader landscape in the Division I women's scene at this point of the year. But, you know, again, more generally, we have fantastic interviews coming up over the course of this week for all of you Cracked Rackets fans, for all of you college tennis fans. A massive thank you to every one of these coaches who certainly have a busy week ahead for taking the time to speak with me. With that in mind, let's get to it. It's press row here at Cracked Rackets as we all prepare for the 2023 Division I Women's National Indoor Championships to begin. Hey, Crack fans, before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link to get signed up? Just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. So you go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information, one location with our friends at Swing Vision. Joining us on the podcast once again today is now a returning champion here on our Crack Racket Shows, a man you know best as the head coach of the Pepperdine women's tennis team. Welcome back onto the show, Coach Per Nelson. Coach, how are you doing today? 
Well, excited to be here. Um, this is one of my favorite tournaments and uh, cool to be on your show, obviously. So we're, we're ready to go. Yeah, I assume you meant cool to be here on the show. Seattle's just the, you know, again, the excuse we have to speak once again. But I always appreciate having the chance to chat with you. And I asked the same question to Coach Calbus. So let's just get right into it. Obviously, the draw is now out. Your team faces North Carolina in the first round. College tennis is funky because rivalries aren't something you see maybe as prevalent as in other collegiate sports. But I was making the case to Coach Kalpas. You've played in the NCAA tournament the last few years. You've played in the national indoors before. Is it fair to call Pepperdine versus North Carolina one of the premier rivalries in college tennis right now? I, I don't know if it's a premier one, but it's um, you know it's been really it's been it's been fun matches with them, and we have a lot of respect for those guys and the players, and so yeah, it's it's been uh, some good matches, and um, yeah, maybe it's been a little bit of a rivalry here the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I say rivalry in the sense that it always seems to bring out the best in both of your teams, and obviously, let's just start there again. Your reaction, draw comes out, you're facing North Carolina. What were your thoughts? Um, I mean, it's exciting to play those guys and, you know, they're so far away. It's, we don't, we don't usually schedule them or we haven't been scheduling them in the regular season. So a great opportunity to play them. Um, and you know, they're, they've been winning it so much. Uh, you want a shot at the best and whether it's first round or last round, it, it doesn't really matter. So we're, we're really pumped up and uh, looking at it, I feel like it's a, it's a great match on paper. So I hope we can step up and, and do our part. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, uh, to that end, looking at your team, you have a ton of returners. Obviously, everyone on your roster has played at least two seasons of college, or at least one season, excuse me, of college tennis now in their careers. You know, that said, Obviously, you had the rainouts last weekend, Cal, Stanford on the calendar. So I think you guys have played, what, two matches going into this event. You know, what have you guys done in practice to try and create that competitive environment and simulate what you'd see in the dual matches? Well, we went to Vegas for for a little bit of a warm-up tournament, and uh, we, we came back limping. We played a lot of matches there and had a lot of success. It was really good, but we came back limping. We got the team got the flu. We were supposed to play Cal, and we didn't even have four players that were able to play. So Amanda was gracious enough to to uh, reschedule that match, and so that was supposed to be the Stanford Cal weekend. And we felt really good there. We got some doubles in, and then the rain came, and that would have been really good for us. We needed to be put in some some battles there. Um, you know, practice is different when you're playing each other. So we'll see how we respond because the level is going to go way up uh, tomorrow night. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, I was really looking forward to those two matches last weekend and, and uh, just get battle tested a little bit. But like you said, everyone has played. Uh, they're not going to be surprised what they're going to see tomorrow night. And last night was a really good practice. So I think we'll be all right. Have you ever been rained out twice in your career? I don't think so. I think that's the first time we've ever gone somewhere and not gotten either matches in. So, a little weird. Long, long uh, Pete and I spent a lot of time together, and uh, you know, uh, we we like the tennis part and we like hanging out, but that was kind of weird. Yeah, no, I'm sure both burden and blessing. Well, you know, again, I want to dive into your roster, and I'll just put it bluntly because you've coached 
a lot of really good players throughout your time, and some of those players have gone on and are still doing amazing things out on the pro tour. That said, I made this comment on a show, I think, earlier this week. I'm curious your thoughts on it. When I watch Janice and Savannah play doubles, I'm pretty sure they could walk onto the WTA Tour right now and be top 100. Like, there are things I see Savannah do athletically the high, you know, her ability to spike a backhand volley. It's just like there are six people in college tennis who can do that. She is one of them. What does it do for your team to have that tone set at the top of your lineup? And talk to me about the level you've seen from them. Am I on to something here? No, I think you're right. I mean, we 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 have some players out there. Now, Stefan is obviously doing really well on tour and doubles, and we we look at Savannah and JT in practice and go, "There's no reason why they." almost wouldn't be able to go right now and be successful. They they have little things here and there that they can improve on, obviously, but we saw it last year. We really saw it in the NCAA tournament last year. I, I thought they were the hottest team. Uh, they were destroying people, and then they got a little nervous in the semis and it cost them, but they are playing a high level. They figured out what they do well, and um, they can get a lot better. So Pete and I are working hard on them, and um, we'll see. We, we see what they do this weekend on the indoor courts. Well, to that end, what is the next step for them? Because they've lost like two matches together, and obviously they're number one in the country right now. You see the aggression that they play with. How do you take a team like that to the next level? They need to be pushed in practice, and we've we've had so many injuries this this fall and early spring that they really haven't gotten pushed. Um, and not, I, that showed in the Stanford doubles. They were a little rusty, and but if they see a high level now that. Um, Bunyawi is healthy and she's playing with Lisa. They, they've been playing at a high level. They need to get pushed by those guys in practice every day. And, and then they, they just continue to improve. And now with the season, they're going to be facing really good teams every match. And so um, I think they're going to improve a lot. And obviously everyone can improve. Uh, and so can they. Mm-hmm. Athletically, is Savannah the best you've ever coached? She has the potential to to be one of the best athletes I've ever coached. Um, she's kind of dabbling with it a little bit to see, you know, how how hard she really wants to go and how serious she wants to take it. She's practicing uh, at a different level than her freshman year, and I think that's showing. But she still hasn't decided, you know, hey, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go all in. That's a that's a big decision. Um, if she did, she she definitely uh, could take it there. Mm-hmm. I had a coach who, Anna Kornikova is from my area in Michigan, and my coach growing up used to be like, you should see her do box jumps. When she was like 14, she could clear all the boxes, and you're just like, yep, this is different. I imagine Savannah, there are things that she does in the gym where you're just like, holy, sh- like, holy shit. Like, that is just special uh, off of her. And so, again, it, it's very clear in the tennis, and it's very clear how just routine everything has been for her. So that's been so impressive. And, again, looking up and down your roster for the second consecutive season, it's an all-star lineup. A lot of players who have had a lot of success at a lot of different places in college tennis. You know, how have has your philosophy, how did you and Pete approach this season maybe differently, maybe similarly to where you were in a similar spot last year? Are there things you did differently in the fall or pacing yourself at the start of this January coming off of last season? Whew, yeah. One thing I'll say is when I when I switched from, from the men to the women my first year or two, um, 
I don't think we were as talented, um, you know, as, as we've been the last couple of years yet. We, we, we did have some success and I was like, wow, this is going to be easy. And uh, <laughs> I, I was, that was, that was maybe, uh, looking ahead too, too fast, but you know, you could have a really successful team on paper, um, and, uh, not do so well, or you could have a team that's not so, so, uh, so strong and have an unbelievable season. And so just because you, you finish ranked really high doesn't mean that you actually were successful with that team. I've, I've had uh, years where we had an unbelievable team, but it was a very tough year to coach or, you know, we could have done better and then the opposite. So, you know, last year we, we did have some people that came in and it was their first year with us and they, they didn't do as well as, as maybe they thought or we thought. And so this year we have, a, you know, we have Carolyn, Anna and Bunyal, we come in and I think Pete and I have talked about that because a lot of our players, they do really well their second year. She already did that. She came in and did well her first year, but she took it to another level the second. And so we kind of talked about, okay, how can we speed things up and get them used to things a little faster? Uh, I'm not sure if, how that will go yet, but that, that that's the plan. Mm-hmm. No, I guess we'll see this weekend. But to that end, you know, everyone on your roster can hit a tennis ball well. And obviously you and Pete will continue to work on that throughout the year what have you done for this group? Because again, you have half returners, half new people. What do you do to build the team chemistry quickly? Because as we've learned in college tennis, that so frequently is that deciding factor. Yeah, I mean, there's things you can do, but ultimately I think they do it themselves. They get together and they they figure things out. This is probably the closest team we've had since I've been at Pepperdine. There's no clicks. There's no fake relationships. Everyone is uh, is is really enjoying the time whether it's on court or off and we felt that very early and we think that could be a huge advantage for us this year um you know you could you could try we've tried hard in the past to work on things but if it's not real it's not real so this this team is really real and um you know when we were at stanford uh for the doubles you could feel it and it was like wow this is this is going to be fun we don't know exactly how we're going to do but this is going to be a fun ride let me ask you this who's the team dj uh, the team GG, DJ, uh, I was in the car for two hours the other day and uh, I, my hearing is, has gotten worse since. And I don't know who was playing it, but there was some dancing going on. They're, they're, all, they're all enjoying their, their music. Yeah. Um, the sing, the thing, Savannah singing uh, needs help. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Savannah, Savannah likes to, to, she, she likes to tune it up. Okay, so that's who has the real power because whoever holds the aux cord is in control of what is or isn't happening in the car. So that's what I'm trying to learn with that question. But, you know, again, looking at your lineup, and I know we talked about this during the kickoff weekend, and of course, any Pepperdine fans who have suggestions, find Pete Billingham is where you file all of those suggestions too. Um, but how. I mean, looking at your lineup this year, having team players who have all played everywhere, up and down the lineup, will you implement, for lack of a better term, a platoon system? Like, do you see yourself playing people in different spots, or do you think you'll settle into something fairly quickly? Uh, I think I would have known a little bit more if we would have played the matches last sure. week. And um, for this tournament, we just kind of went with, uh, you know, we feel like. Uh, JT and, and Lisa had played maybe played their best with Savannah there too. And then Bunyawi uh, just hadn't been able to play as much, but her resume speaks loudly for herself. And so they were 
kind of like the obvious four there. And who knows, maybe if we put a stretch together where everybody's healthy, we can, we can do some things, but right now we just felt like, you know what, let's, let's go with what our gut says has been the strongest, uh, you know, performances by them. And one and two probably could go either way, but, but that's what we did there, but we'll see who knows. Yeah. And to, to that end, obviously, um, I, I am curious because we had the opportunity to broadcast your kickoff weekend. I thought Nikki Redelick played great ball. And you talked about year two for you in the system. I know it's year three for her, but obviously year two, it will be for her as a majority full-time starter. What growth have you seen in her game? What can we expect from her this season? She's been amazing. I mean, she had, she didn't play a single match in the fall. She had surgery in late October on her, on her shoulder. And I was worried. Uh, I really was. But when she started hitting, um, she felt really good. And, um, She's looked really great. I don't know how how she'll do in the beginning, but she has really impressed me. And I, both Pete and I think that she could have a breakthrough year. I mean, she was two tie breaks away last year from having an unbelievable season. And I know she was down, uh, and we've reminded her that she won a lot of matches. Um, and it really came down to a match against Oklahoma State and a match against Oklahoma that really bummed her out. Um, and so I think she could have an unbelievable spring and, and that if she does, that changes our whole team. She's played a little more aggressively, isn't she? She's just more confident. She, she's kind of, you know, she, she's feeling pretty good. Um, I think she's not worried about things as much anymore and just going out and, and playing and, and, uh, you know, she's keeping her eyes on her court and taking care of business, which is, which is what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, looking for your team again with all these all these pieces in mind as you enter this weekend i'm curious what do you feel is this group's biggest strength i I guess they've they've seen it you know they whether it's at pepperdine or somewhere else they've been in battle they've seen the level uh no surprises i think they know what it takes um and so you know i know when you're when you go into something for the first time it could be a little surprising or you could be a little nervous and i don't think our team is is going to be that um they also have a you know they're motivated they really are they they felt like the ones that were here that they didn't feel like we showed what we could do last year mm-hmm. and so uh, there's a lot of that um but we have a good schedule we have some really fun matches uh, and so there's a lot to look forward to and it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if their camaraderie and how they've been together uh, pays off. Mm-hmm. It's about forty seven degrees outside. If you had the choice, would you play outdoors this weekend? Uh, if I could make a decision, I would say the outdoor courts at UW is looking really nice. <laughs> That's the correct answer. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm like, you know what? Let's start every match on time. They could just start outdoors. It's pretty nice. It's where you guys were here in 2019 for the snowstorm, right? We were, uh, yeah. I would have played out. I would have played outside then too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, with your team that year, they would have liked the slick surfaces. And moving forward, it would have uh, it would have worked well for them. But no, I mean, again, looking big picture, as you look at this field, do you see a clear cut favorite right now in the broader college tennis landscape? Uh, for this tournament, yes. <laughs> you know, they've been unbeatable. They they uh, they play indoors all the time and. You know, they're probably really confident when they come here. And um, I would say UNC is, is favorite uh, at, at this tournament. Uh, once we go outside, I think it changes things. Uh, I really do. I think there's 
a bunch of teams that have a legitimate shot at, at, uh, at doing really well. I don't know if there's one team outside that's just going to run away with something, but I think there's uh, more teams outside that, that can do some real damage. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. That's the best part about this weekend. It's the early test, right? You roll the balls out. Let's figure out who's good, who's not. With that in mind, what are you most looking forward to learning about your team this weekend? I don't know if I'm going to learn anything that we don't already know. Um, three doubles. Uh, we're still learning a little bit there. Um, you know, Nikki, Anna, and Carolyn – um, kind of seeing how they're going to respond in some tough dual matches. Um, see how we do indoors. I mean, we're, we're better outdoor teams. There's no doubt about it. But to see how we respond to some some faster courts and how fast we respond to teams that play indoor tennis and how what, what kind of adjustments are we going to make there. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it, I think that's what we're all looking forward to. Oh, with all that said, some big quick uh, picture questions before I let you go. Uh, obviously, we've talked about how stacked this year's field at the National Indoors is. All 16 teams, you feel like on the right day, can get a victory. You know, one of the big things that has shined a spotlight on the talent and depth in college tennis this year is the fact that we do have an active WTA top 100 player in Diana Schneider. And I know you've seen a lot of talented players, men's and women's side in college tennis. But coach, what does it say about women's college tennis that a there is a top 100 player active and you know b what does that mean for the sport moving forward i think it's awesome i i think that um you know there's been players in college before that have, that have had a really high level but because they're not maybe not playing the pro events uh their rankings not that high but to have diana playing for nc state i think is really cool anytime you see college coaches in the players box um at a grand slam even if it is Dave, my bud, you know, it's, it's, it's a great for the sport. They talk about it. And so I, I think it's really cool. I, I hope we play them some, uh, I hope we play them this year. I honestly expected it to pop up on the calendar. I've, I'm giving it two more weeks and then I'm going to see, Oh, there's a, a May first trip to NC state. Just sneak it in at rally right at the end there. <laughs> well, we, we, we're trying to reschedule Stanford and Cal, but you know, it, it's not easy. Um, I, I hope and think we're going to be able to do it, but we, we came here to see if any of the teams have any open dates too. So we'll, we'll have to check. We'll have to check. Call Simon. He's, we'll call Simon and see if he's available. Yeah, he might be listening. So Simon, send pair that text. He's available. Um, no, I mean, I, I was telling some other coaches this. I want to do a series where I call it name that pitch, where I go into all of your email inboxes or outmails, like with your permission. And I look at the best player you've ever pitched to try to come to Pepperdine. So like, again, 2017, is it like, dear Amanda Nisimova? Hi, this is Per Nilsson. I just want to know, like, you, I think you'd make a great Pepperdine wave. Or, like, dear Bianca Andrescu, hey, it's Per again. Just wanted to follow up. There's, yeah, there's, there's quite a few, quite yeah. a few that, did, that didn't respond uh, <laughs> and, 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 some, and some that did. But, yeah, you have to. And, uh, you know, it's surprising sometimes to see who, who turns down college but then makes it. And then you know, obviously have a lot that turn it down and don't so you never really know and you have to reach out to them and um that schneider's at nc state i think it's a cool thing if i check the old pepperdine server will i find dear mr and mrs Djokovic? this is adam and pear we think your son would make a great wave uh, i don't think i don't think so but 
yeah. you know, there's been there's some good ones for sure. Okay. J- yeah. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah well, again, I'll, I'm going to do my research. I'll find out who was what and who was committed. What. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, I bet I could go. I could go back and find a few for you. I'm yeah, sure. exactly. I think I was talking to Coach Shackley. It was either Casper Zook or Casper Rude. One of the Caspers checked out Malibu and liked it a lot. And um, again, both turned into pretty solid players. But you know, with all that in mind, obviously a lot of players use the fall for those pro opportunities. It was recently announced that you know the NCAA fall individuals will be attempt. They're going to move it at least for a trial run to the fall. What was your reaction to that announcement? Yeah, I wasn't surprised. I'd heard it was going to happen, and um, I, I really liked the the old way. I don't know, you know. I, I know Pete and I talked about it earlier, and um, you know, the biggest the biggest thing for us is how do we get you know our our tournament on TV? And I haven't seen enough of. Well, if we do move the singles to the fall, yeah, it's going to be guaranteed that the the team team tournament is on TV, and so. Uh, the 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 positives of moving the singles to the fall doesn't seem to outweigh uh, the negatives. I feel like uh, there should be some really good reasons, and to just make it shorter, um, it doesn't seem right to me. Yes, now we're now we're hearing all about how how we're going to figure out how to get the right players into the tournament. Is it going to be a really good event, or is it going to be? Um, I'm sorry to, to put a dig on it, but. Savannah and, and Janice played the semifinals of the doubles at the National Fall Championship against Michigan. And it was myself and Michigan coach there watching. That was it. That was two people watching that match. And it was an unbelievable match. And so if you're going to move something as big as the singles tournament to the fall, uh, you better make it an unbelievable event or it's just a waste of time to me. Um, so I guess I would, you know, I'm I'm not smart enough to come up with the solutions <laughs> myself. And I don't know the ins and out of all the, the negotiation that that's happening, but you know, it seemed like the USTA was really eager to do special things for us. So you know, when we were in Orlando and it was on the Tennis Channel, it, it was it, it felt like a really important event. And now I hear that, that there is no TV scheduled for this coming Orlando. So I guess a little disappointed there. So I, I like the old way, but I think the most important thing is to get it on TV and whatever we need to do to do that, I, I'm in favor for. But I haven't heard that this this is going to do it. So, and not to rip open the old wound, but that Patchkaleva Sun match because I was there in person. The crowd was outstanding itself. Did you get very like? How, did you hear a lot of people were tuning in because obviously that was on Tennis Channel? And if my memory serves me correct, it feels like it did create a buzz. I mean, I had people contact me that weren't into tennis, and we ran into people in tennis that just you know, thought it was really cool that it was an awesome event that the players were fantastic and that, you know, they, they really enjoyed it. So, uh, you know, college tennis needs, uh, something and it needs to be TV, I think. And so that was a good start. And then I think last year it, we took a, a huge step back. Uh, so hopefully we can get someone we need, like Pete said, Pete said, we need a killer to be in charge of finding a way to do this. Um, and I totally agree. We need someone that is going to be on a mission to figure out how we can figure out how to get that on TV. 
Mm-hmm. No, I I completely agree with you there. And uh, again, it, it is going to be fascinating going back to Orlando this year. Yeah, you just can't fake like having all the players come in for the beginning of the individuals and then they all come to watch the finals as well. That is a really special thing. The only way I think, you you know, again, the justification is if you put it with a pro event. If the NCAA tournament is now held simultaneously to a pro event, now you have my interest. Like, that's how you get the TV involved. That's how you start to build those connections, right? And I guess similarly, you know, we heard recently of the formal relationship that was announced between the ATP Challenger Tour and the ITA. How important is it to provide those pro playing opportunities to the aspiring collegiate athletes do you expect a similar relationship to emerge on the women's side i hope so and i think so i'm not i'm not involved in those decisions but um you know i i think the wta should follow that it it, it, everything looked great for the on the on the decision on the atp and the college player so i hope the wta and can figure out something similar because that that's a huge thing uh, that was really positive. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with you. And certainly, again, the quality of players everywhere. By the way, we floated over this earlier. What does it mean to you to see Louisa with all the different health issues she's gone through and just everything back out on court, having success that she is? What does that mean to your program? What does that say about her? I mean, we're just so happy for her. You know, she um, she was probably one of the hottest uh, doubles players in the world going into the semifinals of the U.S. Open and uh, tore her knee. I saw her in New York this this uh, September, and and I actually looking at her knee, I, I was worried for her. You know, she hadn't really started playing almost, and she looked like Frankenstein on her knee. To, so to see what she's doing right now, I think she's in the semis of a uh, huge tournament. You know, this week, and she's she's back, and uh, it's cool. She's an awesome girl and and player, and we're we're really proud of her. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, again, it's a testament to her, her resilience, a testament to your program as well for what it's worth, the success she's having out on tour. And, you know, with all that in mind, Coach, I always appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. It's always a pleasure for me to watch the Waves compete as well. And uh, look, we're all going to be watching that round of 16 matchup. So good luck to you and your team, not only in that, but obviously throughout the course of the weekend as well. And appreciate you taking the time to chat. Thanks a lot, Alex. We appreciate everything you do. Hopefully, it's going to be a really cool, fun tournament. Yeah, of course. Is it just go waves? Go waves. I love it. Take care, Coach. Bye, you too. Bye.